As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and Things flapping their wings. Just on. Next, you know, they can feel like bathing suits. What they, you know, what? <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take a lot. What the hell? What, what they show is is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> hello everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday night. Bo Wolf, Marissa Morris, Sheila Kapadia, Zach Berman here to talk about. The second of two joint practices with the New England Patriots. Maybe we'll dive a little bit into what we're expecting to see Thursday night in the second game of the preseason for the Eagles. We're going to do a little sliding Baltimore's for just thinking through the thought exercise of what things would be like these days if Josh McDaniels was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to bring back swooper sorecasting. Very exciting. Wetting your palate for the regular season. We will do uh, the first of three Swooper Swarecastings over the next three weeks for uh, full season predictions. And we are live on YouTube now. So that means you need to give us your suggestions. Give uh, Marissa some uh, suggestions for Swooper Swarecasting possibilities. Could be things like uh, Quez Watkins has a 100-yard game at some point this season. Could be uh, Jake Elliott misses a game-winning field goal at some point yeah, maybe you want to go for a mirror play anything you want and we'll uh, we'll pick three of those out and we will close with uh wagering our turkeys on those bad boys but uh otherwise how are we doing zach how are you doing great excited for this podcast i'm sorry that these joint practices with the patriots are finished these were an enjoyable two days but game thursday night and then jets next week so uh a lot to look forward to as well marissa how are you feeling about this, the the looming Jets Eagles joint practices? Given your responsibilities, uh, producing whatever the name of that Jets show is. Well, like probably all head coaches, um, I'm concerned about any fights. I just want everyone to get out healthy. <laughs> um, so 
so yeah hopefully hopefully uh when connor when you guys are you guys you guys are going up to new york right yes um, it's in, it's yes in, or jersey i should say come on um yeah so i'm hoping everyone um stays healthy no fights and we all you know get along nicely no promises <laughs> from our end uh, and shield shield how are you yeah, I'm looking most forward to uh, Zberm's uh, reaction, feedback, responses to the segment he uh, missed yesterday. That he had to leave early for yesterday because I think there was a lot we covered there in the last uh, 15 minutes or so. I thought a lot of feedback uh, on social media, specifically about that segment and the topics covered. My wife uh, just uh, texted me recently she said let's see what it is here need assistance with the dishwasher the top rack is breaking into pieces so uh it sounds like she heard the dishwasher conversation yesterday and is saying let's capitalize on this bad boy and uh, some of you uh, reached out to me on twitter said uh you said you're waiting for the dishwasher to be broken but the dishwasher is leaking and you have to put a towel down i think that uh qualifies as broken shield so we'll see who knows we, we could have a uh, dishwasher uncle or auntie in here but well shield I'm, I'm i'm glad you brought that up because oh, uh, the reaction to yesterday's show has just flooded in with many people who want to join the hashtag ban lows or uh get rid of lows <laughs> movement that we are starting so uh, let me read a uh let me read an, e uh, we, an email I, I, we, we, yeah yeah, yeah we don't need to listen oh were you guys scared yeah. of big corporate america uh, no if lowe's if you need a pitch man uh <laughs> you know i'm always open for business yeah. uh regardless of what Bose listen i want autobahn appliances we, we, we want Hardware. we want the mom and pop okay uh so here's she might I need said. a new dishwasher he needs to be from uh from a listener who i will i will he remain uh, anonymous just in case he doesn't want this out there. I heard you guys talking about Lowe's on the last pod and wanted to share my experience. I started working at Lowe's after grad school just to earn some extra cash. My general impression is the entire company is desperate for new people. How else would you get someone like me with zero experience in anything trying to explain to some poor woman in the hardware department how she can add shelves to her pantry? I shudder to think of the effects to her beloved home after our brief conversation. Employees receive little to no training and are just ushered out onto the floor so the store has some warm bodies. I didn't even get a red vest. Biggest scam ever. Also, people are entirely too trusting of the advice from Lowe's employees. I mean, I don't even have a vest on. How could I possibly know what I'm talking about? He says, thanks, big fan. We also have uh, a DM from another listener who shares the story of his aunt, his uh, 63-year-old aunt, who worked at Lowe's for 15 years and was an essential worker in the uh, beginning part of the pandemic and then was uh, unceremoniously laid off in the spring. So uh, lots of good stuff going on. No, no surprise, big corporate America full of ghouls. This is no surprise, but, you know, let's let's keep the momentum going. You can, of course, follow me on Instagram at Shield Kapati here over my shoulder. Thank you. Looks like Amanda uh, for just saw the uh, saw the uh, poster there and followed me. And the uh, commenters are already bringing it. Of course, the big play today, Jalen Rager yes, tying up for the one handed grab in the corner of the end zone. Fantastic uh, catch. And so a couple comments here already. One says, uh, this is from Humza, says, expecting Shield to retract all former statements and definitively declare Rager the best wide receiver of his draft class. I got to admit, it gave me some juice. I was thinking may maybe <laughs> there is some hope a day after I said I'm going to delete uh, all my former takes. And then uh, 
Kermo Man, I believe it is, says, has Zberm said Raker is one of the better Eagles since last season? <laughs> <laughs> so good. good job. Keep those coming. Well, she'll also very so we quickly. Say, like, go ahead, Zach. Zach, go ahead. Have we lost you? Have you <laughs> okay. lost me? I think we lost Zach. I, I can hear myself, oh, okay. Marissa. Yeah. You can I hear was going to say. Correct? Okay. Is I can take Michelle. Is it my is it my internet or is it Bo's internet? Boy, this episode's off to a fast. Sorry. Right. Uh, so go ahead. So Zach. can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. great. Uh, so we got into that whole Lowe's rant, but we didn't get into what happened at practice today, right? We're like, gonna get to. We got all. We got all episode to get to what happened at practice. Let's get the nonsense out of the way first, because I, I need to say people are asking also over Shield's shoulder as he has the Instagram handle behind his head. A, a very nice shirt from Kutztown. <laughs> you can notice that I'm wearing the K for Kutztown in my visor. Friend of the show, Aaron, has uh, sent us some swag. Zach has some as well, and he wants us to plug uh, plug Kutztown. This, you may remember several months ago, we said that please send us your swag. We can be bought by anyone. Aaron took us up on this. so if Including you, Lowe's. Yeah. So a few notes. Uh, Coach Larry Chester led the team to their best finish in recent years last year. One win, but still. And he has embraced analytics, choosing to forego field goals and punts in favor of first down attempts and seeing every kickoff as another opportunity to try an onside kick. The team roster hovers in the low 20s, comprised of students from Kutztown and neighboring Brandywine School District. Well, so Kutztown is, is, uh, is well known in the football community as the school that produced John Mobley, former Super Bowl winning linebacker, right? He was... Uh, he was a big story coming from Kutztown. I think he's a Chester so. guy. And so that, that was a big Chester, thing. I don't even know. You guys that's are frozen Kut on my that's, that's Kutztown University you're speaking of, Z-Berm, right? Yes. Is that not what we are? Oh, we're, we're referring this to the high school here? This is a Kutztown high school. And since, <laughs> yeah. I, since I am a team player and, and you know, Bo has no problem making you look bad, Z-Berm, we forgot to tell you that this was going to be Kutztown yes. Day. So you didn't like get the swag. Okay. And then no. just choose not yes. to wear it. That is yes. our fault because Bo and I were walking to our cars today and we said, let's break out the Kutztown stuff today. We didn't realize I thought I was on a Coach Flynn text or something. But. No, no, we yeah, didn't okay. realize that you also uh, were a recipient. So uh, go, go Kutztown. By the way, how go quickly do you guys get out of those practices? Uh, you know, I, uh, well, we don't, we don't dilly dally in the, in the, in the uh, media hut. There's no reason for us to go there. No, I'm just like going home the, to work. The press conference is finished. I look around. You're 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 nowhere to be seen. Listen, it's a miracle I made it even through the press conferences today. I'll be honest with you. So that was a uh, that was a win in uh, in my book. All right. So Jalen Rager. Uh, okay. So let's go to the Quackers report. Okay. And now we can talk about what happened in practice. Zach, go ahead. Well, first let's just get the the uh, the injuries and the participation out of the way. Devontae Smith was back first day of team drills. Didn't do anything really in team drills in that I, in my notes, he wasn't targeted and I watched the entire offense, uh, but he was out there, which is significant. And he's, so we spoke yesterday about how he's progressing. The fact that he's in, in team drills got hurt July 31st. That is, that's big news. Uh, second, um, Derek Barnett and, and Javon Hargrave, two starters on the defensive line both injured day to day. Okay. So injuries to monitor, wouldn't be worried about them for the season, but obviously they were not at practice. 
and then Jake Elliott, Jake Elliott day to day with an ankle injury. And that's interesting, of course, because they have a game on Thursday. So the, <laughs> I, I believe you guys are probably laughing at things coming up on the screen. Not a yeah, this Elliott. is why you got to watch it. Okay. YouTube if you're yeah. listening. No, here. no, let me, let me pause here. So Bo has access that you guys don't. Oh, that <laughs> this is not me. This. Usually okay. I'm, I'm the one that can put things on the screen, but since Bo now has our login information, oh, I yeah, had baby. a panic attack when I saw something pop up on the screen. Okay. And now all of a sudden he's just clicking everything. Well, there are some. Lowe's man wins. There's some yeah. good comments. So, so Jake Elliott, uh, what, what it's, it's going to be interesting there is that, he has this ankle injury, so he did not practice today. They have this game Thursday. If he can't kick, do they burn a roster spot on on a kicker by adding one? Do they go with Sipos the punter uh, or contingencies? Uh, this is relevant because like someone could Add theoretically a would they really do that? Who cares? That would be ridiculous. Add a well, kicker. I agree, uh, this, but this is if he's going to be back that, for the regular season. That's that that would be wow. That would be quite a uh, so just have Sipos. Yeah, have, have anybody. Yeah, you know, I don't need say, to yeah, have Sipos kick emer- off and then don't use don't kick field goals. They, no, they I go would say do I would say do kick do kick field goals. You for know, coaches love this stuff. Coaches yeah. love preparing okay. for stuff like this. Yeah, that's not right. bad. Hey, Jake, Jake Elliott gets injured in the first quarter. What are you gonna do? Like they're gonna be so excited. They would be so excited to talk about this. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. If if they got to have uh the emergency kicker kick in a preseason game and then get to talk about how this was preparation for if it happens in the regular season, there's nothing that gets coaches more excited than stuff like that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, uh, so th- there you go there. And then also carry on Johnson waved injured, Luke Chirigo waved injured and Casey Tucker waved injured. The, the notable one there, carry on Johnson. I, I think there was some uh, excitement about him. I know there was some excitement about him when the Eagles claimed him off waivers. He has a knee injury and, and that knee injury is going to keep him out. For some time and uh so he had it was gonna be hard to make the roster with that injury so waved injured there and that increases the chances of jordan howard making the team and i think jordan howard had the edge up before do you think he's gonna make the team zach can Hello? you hear me do you think that jordan howard is gonna make I the team yeah yes i do think jordan howard's gonna make the team i think that would be such a failure i don't know like there's no reason no, to keep I'm, him. No, I'm not. Ha- we're not having this Jordan okay. Howard conversation this early in the podcast. Sorry, he's a vested veteran. Let him go. Let's bring talk, him back in week two. Let's talk about practice. Yeah, so let's. So the, if you want to have a yes. Jordan Howard because I heard you complaining about this on the sideline today, and I don't need to hear it again uh, ten hours later. Well, okay. Let's get to the important. Let's get the to masses. the important then you may. Uh, that is not among my top 10 takeaways from today. Let's practice. get to Sorry. the important part of practice today, the thing that everybody's talking about. And that, of course, is, I believe, what Shield described as uh, his lowest moment of the summer, which was uh, a conversation between me and someone else in which someone else was just bringing up all the things that I've been correct about with players on the roster over the past few years. And Shield standing next to me or next to the other person just, I mean, looked nauseous. Uh, Devonte Smith, you mentioned earlier, Zach, I, I noticed after, you know, he was doing kind of the routes on air portion of practice. And then I noticed him sort of, be- it seemed like he was begging an assistant, like, let me, let me get a rep in there on one-on-ones. And, you know, I don't think it's like, uh, it's not, what do you, I feel like you have a name for this, a, a try hard, 
Don't you call people that sometimes? I've heard you use that, right? Yes, but that's like a negative connotation. Right. That's what I mean. So I I don't think that's what this is. I think it's very authentic. Uh, I think he's just like, you know, I I get questioned about my size, the entire pre-draft process. Now I suffer a little bit of an injury, like just I'm fine. Let me get out there. Uh, let me practice. But but of course, they were being uh, cautious about it. But he's certainly moving in the right direction. It was a big uh, wide receiver day. I thought maybe it's just because it was a short practice and we saw a lot of uh, one-on-ones, but uh, you know, what, what were your vantage points? Well, well, Bo is gone. Zach, what was your vantage point for that uh, Jalen Rager uh, catch? I'll tell you mine. I I was on the sideline and he was in the corner of the end zone away from me. You might've been standing. uh, I was on the side. Yeah, I was there. And it it annoyed me because yesterday I was behind the end zone. Yeah. Um, But today I wanted the sideline because I, I wanted to hear some. I, I was hoping to hear some sideline chatter. Good job, the Marissa. Players. By the way, knocking Bo off. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that catch, though, uh, I'll let I'll let you describe it. But as 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 well as we can describe something, I think the video would. I don't think we could do it justice. So check out the video. It's actually if you go to the practice observations on the athletic, that there video is embedded, so you can check that out. Yeah, it was, uh, I believe it was like a fade, right? One-on-one on the outside, he runs a fade. And I actually had in my notes that he earlier had run a fade and it had like no chance of being completed, you know, like no separation. The ball was not thrown in a place where he could make a contested catch. But this one, he skies up for it and uh, with his right right arm and right hand, I believe, right? Goes up there yep. and just grabs it with one hand, comes down with it. Uh, I thought his reaction was cool right afterwards. You know, he he was not playing it cool, like no big deal. He was like, you know, let's go. Like that, you know, yes. he, he was very excited about it. So here's a half-baked theory uh, about Jalen Rager, Zeberman. You tell me uh, what you think about this as Bo gets his uh, Wi-Fi sorted out there. Uh, so I, I he saw looks like that. he's in 1996 right now, right? I gotta you know, say, I'm screen. loving. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm loving this version of yeah. Bo, Marissa. It's I don't like know if we can make this often. Yeah. Hopefully, he can hear us now, but he can't speak. That that would certainly be even better. But Zach, so what I noticed was he had that play, and then they're going through one on ones. And I noticed that Greg Ward had like the last rep there on one-on-ones and he comes down with a catch, I believe in the end zone, no one's paying attention, but Rager like runs is the only guy runs over to him and, you know, like congratulates him, whatever, uh, says good job. So I sort of feel like, and again, this is a half-baked, you look at an anecdote and you say, maybe this, this could be something. I sort of feel like Rager could be the type of guy who you want to get involved early in a game, get him some touches. Don't allow him to be frustrated, get him pumped, get him involved. And it can maybe sort of change his uh, total engagement throughout the course of a game. What what do you think about that half-baked theory? Well, (laughs) so I I see your point and it has validity. That being said, or that said, uh, he had a drop later in practice, right? Like Mm -hmm. a, a bad drop. And the day when, you know, this was the best catch at training camp since his last catch, right? He, he, uh, he had a catch on a, I think it was a Friday practice a few weeks ago after, after he got chewed out by Sirianni the next day has this great catch. And uh, that was similarly like a one hand leaping catch in the end zone. Then a few plays later, he had a drop, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think there, uh, and I, I don't mean to pick on Nelson, but I, I think there's almost like an Aguilar element mm-hmm. here. You've where, been on that for a while. Yeah. Where, you see, you yeah. see that big time, huh? Yeah. Where like you're, you're, you're going to have both extremes, you know, mm. you're going to have like some spectacular plays. 
And then you're going to have some plays where you just want to like pull your hair out. I think that's in. And by the way, the drops, like this was an issue when he was in college, right? Um, and it was blamed on the poor quarterback, Max Dugan. But uh, <laughs> but clearly this that's is all. something that this is something that they need to uh, that they need to monitor. But the flip side of it is he has rare ability, like the 42 inch of vertical. You could see that. And he has really strong hands like Odell Beckham esque that catch to, to grip that, you know, the, the, the one that he had a few weeks ago, he caught it on the nose of the football. Um, so that just goes to show you the type of receiver he is. So uh, Shield can be right after all. Marissa, I was noticing at Brown's practice, I wonder if, if you've observed this at all. Uh, I was watching Odell Beckham a lot on the sideline. And again, this is a, this is a two-day stint. I'm not there. I don't have any... Yeah, inside information on this, but I was struck by how like engaged he was and how much he was, you know, he wasn't fully participating, but he was just like talking up every teammate and, and was like smiling and making jokes and pumping guys up after reps. Have you, you know, you've been to a lot of like Browns practices. Is that much ado about nothing or is that sort of his normal, uh, uh normal demeanor? Um, honestly, it's, I'm, my area is very far from okay. the action of what's going on, but I will say, Michael has nothing but the nicest things to say about him. Oh, look at that inside information. You know, last summer during camp, he knew his name right away. Um, He said he's such a good guy and such a good teammate. So I would believe that. If if that's what you saw, I would believe that that's true. Okay, there yeah. you go. He had this great, uh, you know, again, you can the Instagram handles there, but I that was one of my favorite clips I captured on my trip was he was <laughs> stretching, but also like dancing. And it yeah. was this like, I, I don't know if it, if this had been practiced before or what, but it was, uh, I was like very impressed by his, his hybrid uh, warm up routine. Bo, how are you? Bo was like trying to steal my job. He's like, Oh, is he commenting now as my, you know, normally I'm the only one that comments in your birds with friends. Now he's calling people out, telling people they're spelling Jill's name wrong. I usually like to be nice to the chat. Yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to cut me out of the show and say he likes the show with all Sheila and all Zach, but he spelled Jill's name wrong. So uh, listen, yeah. for that comment, I'll take the, trying I'll to cut take me out. Yeah, that's okay. So I, I just want to address something that's coming up in the comments real quick. Cause I think it's Undies? a reference to no, everybody no. wants to know, Zach, by the way, that was, that was a ridiculous conversation. We will get to that in a minute. But, um, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> um, in the it, so I I don't have the comments in front. I, it was a previous comment, but the person asked it twice about Eagles fans asking for another Super Bowl. It was probably a reference to what I had in the practice observations today. It was it was interesting during stretching. Um, you know, the Eagles were stretching on the field next to the sideline, so there was they were closest to the fans. This is the only field for those who aren't at practice where fans are on the sideline. And so uh, so there was a group of fans screaming at the players. It was it was humorous to listen to. You know, one said, hey, Landry, welcome to Philly. And, and Landry was Landon Dickerson. And, you know, Landon said hello. Um, and they were, they were doing the EAGA. Landry was Landon Dickerson? Yeah, he called him Landry, which is fine. You know, oh. it's, 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 oh. it's, it's, uh, it was just, it was, it's a, like Friday it, was night innocent, it was an innocent mistake. Um, and, uh, and so they were doing the Eagles chant. And then this this one guy said, like, I've I've been, you know, you know, uh, you guys are new. I've been an Eagles fan my whole life and I, I need another Super Bowl. And so I, I quoted that in my practice observations. And, and then I wrote, you know, something like it's 
after all, it's been three years since they won one, right? Um, by no means was I saying like you shouldn't <laughs> expect this. I was just making a reference that like you know how quickly things turn to you need another one after winning one three years ago. So there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that expectation. I was just simply uh, trying to set the scene for yeah. our uh, readers. So by no, I wasn't passing judgment whatsoever. <laughs> You just got want to make that clear. You got caught taking a shot at the poor old man. <laughs> I was. It wasn't a shot. It wasn't a shot at all. It was giving context for okay. the readers. That's all. Okay. Yes. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, Bob, so which way? So back? did you want that conversation from last night? I listened. Yeah, to the let's podcast. go. Yeah, I listened to the podcast last night, and it was. I suppose it was. It was. Uh, it was entertaining in that, like you guys are wow. enjoyable. Not, not you guys. Three of you, said. Marissa, a, a, as well you're good company in a, in a car ride, right? Like you have you on, it's, it's just, it's just people speaking, but you know, some things are, I'm, I'm not very interested in, in people's underwear depth chart. Like that to <laughs> me is not, is you know, there's, oh, you're going to get crushed in the comments. You guys the commenters are, speak up now. <laughs> you speak guys are smart now. people. You guys are smart people. You can provide a lot of good, interesting conversation. Your underwear depth chart. That's, We're that's not that smart. Like, that's, that was by far the most important and relevant discussion during yesterday's podcast. And I got a lot of feedback on it. People are all in on the longer boxer brief. This is it. This is a new trend I found out. I didn't know others were doing it. See, I well, was like I, you, Zach. I was afraid to talk about it. I didn't know. <laughs> I talk about it. And now you find out there's all these people who are doing the same thing and really telling you, yes. This is new. This is bringing me a new uh, comfort level. And so, uh, you know, listen, you don't have to uh, you don't have to share uh, your people are asking. There's a lot of interest there. All right, so, no. yeah, so I, I will get this over with. Otherwise, this will go on and my wife will be like the fact that you don't answer. It makes it a bigger deal than, 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 than what it is. Um, well, first off, too, I actually agreed with Bo Shields point about the longer boxer briefs, like longer is a relative term. It's within context of whatever boxer briefs you were wearing before. So perhaps Bo had been wearing the normal size all along, but like you were just wearing shorter boxer briefs. So no, the, I was wearing regulation size and made the switch. So I, you know, if, if you wear them really long, like then they'll go beyond the shorts. Then you look like, uh, wow. you know, the basketball player who, who wears it below the, so anyways, um, <laughs> Uh, this is this is not <laughs> something I hashtag uh, Zach's underwear in the uh, No, nah, so I I I, I wear uh, Uniqlo boxer briefs. That's those are the boxer briefs that I wear. You need to and, get a sponsorship deal with them. Yeah, please. I'm gonna reach out to the ad team right yeah, now. Yeah. What um, percentage of your clothes are Uniqlo? Every time we compliment you on something, it's Uniqlo. Uh, yeah. So they uh, and I, I mean my depth chart is I don't so I'll, I'll say this and by no means when I say this like Mike I am perfectly capable of doing laundry like I I did lot but uh, -oh. uh my wife is very much type A and like she does so she does the laundry in our house and she does it like all the time right and so I am a top uh, I'm a top of the pile dresser in that like whatever is on the, t I don't care about like, uh, like I'm not digging three shirts in or three boxers in whatever is on the top. Um, I am wearing. And so, uh, my debt. So it's like, I, I probably don't go like, you know, 
seven or eight deep like <laughs> like like you guys do because uh it's it's cleaned pretty frequently so that's so that's that that's my explanation okay there will be many follow-up questions i think <laughs> in the uh in the comments but we we can go back to some you know i don't understand the top of the thing come on you want to pick what you want to wear you want to coordinate it but anyway what were no, you you're not the top of the pile guy no, we have to kill time on. before Bo gets back. No. Michael, says, is, Michael is the exact same way. And I am okay. just like your wife. I am doing laundry 24 seven. And if the same shirt is clean and it's at the top, he will wear it every day. In a row. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. You totally so I understand. have something in common with an NFL player. They're, they're, <laughs> there you go. They're, they're just like us. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I, uh, real, Bo is probably like, obviously missing the Ospreys and all of that. Those tech, yeah. tech issues were like a big deal for him, but I'm sure missing this conversation is like really killing him right now. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to uh, have to revisit it for sure. All right, <laughs> Zeberm, here are some things yep. I have that stood out, other things that stood out to me yep. here in practice. You, you can uh, play off these and, and of course, Thank provide you. your own. Uh, Quez Watkins continues to impress me. Like, I think if you were just, uh, what is it like the, the alien test, right? If you were an alien, just dropped on some Eagles practices and you didn't know who any of the players were or where they came from and you watched the wide receivers, you would be like, you know, other than that Jalen Rager catch, you'd be like Quez Watkins is the best wide receiver on this team. I mean, and, and he's not just a, uh, at least in practice. Now, again, you're, you're not getting hit, so I need to see this in the game. But he has not been a one-trick pony in practice. You know, he was uh, – I had him cooking J.C. Jackson on one-on-ones. I had him cooking Jalen Mills. I mean, these are starting caliber players in one-on-ones. And so I continue to, to be impressed with him and kind of the, the confidence that maybe he, he built up a little bit in the first preseason game. It seems like it's carried on uh, to this week in practice. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And frankly, it's it's been this way, and I'm so happy we're talking about this, by the way. I would love if we could delete like the last 15 minutes of the podcast <laughs> and just talk about football. All right, this would make me so happy. Um, Not happening. Yeah. Quest Watkins, football talk. Quest Watkins, um, ever since he returned from what, what, what they, they called a non-COVID illness, uh, he has been – this has been consistent. Like this wasn't the preseason game. This wasn't a two or three days. He's consistently been productive. He's, he's, he's not just a deep threat. He's making catches across the middle. You saw today, shield in the one-on-ones, he had a great route against Jalen Mills um, to get open and was like pretty emphatic again. You know, he was, uh, he was talking back to Jalen. Yeah, they were chirping. Uh, So Quez Watkins was with the first team today, when Rager and and Devontae Smith were on the field, uh, it certainly looks like it's going to be uh, those those three as the top three. Uh, Quez Watkins is going to play a lot this year, and he's he's earned it based on what we've seen so far. I'm sorry, guys. I had to uh, you know find some better Wi-Fi. Can we go I back to the under- not miss Can me. we go back to the underwear discussion? What did I miss? No, 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 no. I, I said you're much. probably like Osprey missing the Ospreys was like here, and then missing the underwear discussion was like just underneath. Humza thought that maybe you went to go grab some underwear to show an example <laughs> of the different lengths of the boxer brace, but I don't. It does not I appear. Sh- that- I could show you off my starting eleven, like where who plays what position. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be good. All right, so that's Quez. Uh, I thought, uh, now I don't want to make too much out of this because there have been multiple practices over the years where we could have said this, but it's at least worth mentioning. 
that uh, J-Jaw, I thought, had a nice day in the red zone, right? He caught a couple touchdowns. I thought he, he showed some strong hands uh, down there. Now, that is an area where if he's going to contribute at all, that is the area where you would like him uh, to contribute. So I think those were the wide I, receivers that sort of stood out. I think the J-Jaw conversation comes down to it. Now, Zach, I know you put in your practice report today that if you were making your 53, you would include J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I think the question comes down to who would you rather have on your roster, him or Greg Ward? I don't think it's either or, honestly. I, I don't think I it think has it, to be, but I think you don't need both of them. Well, I think you're going to keep six receivers. Why? Uh, you don't have to, but I think they'll keep six receivers. But and why? Well, who, why do where, do you wanna, where do you want to go heavy as an alternative, Bo? Offensive line, defensive line, and maybe linebacker? Okay. Or running back? Okay. I don't know. Like I, 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 I and, and less about going heavy and more about like, Aren't there going to be aren't there going to be other receivers who you can claim with the number six waiver priority who are going to be better than JJ Ortega Whiteside? I just well, don't know what he's given you at this. I mean, well, yeah, he had a like good day today, but he had a great summer last summer, and he did nothing. I, I I agree with that, but if you're going based on like you know a new coaching staff, you go with 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 what you see. He's he's risen to the occasion. Frankly, you can say he's played better than Travis Fulgham during this training camp, and I wouldn't necessarily – I don't know if I would have that take, but I, I wouldn't say, like, Travis Fulgham has outplayed J.J. so significantly. Right. But uh, Travis Fulgham had, your, uh, had more receiving yards in one game than J.J. Ortega-Whiteside's had in his career. Almost. Look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not pounding the table on keeping J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I'm just saying, like, they're, they're not going to keep John Hightower anymore, right? And so if they keep, uh, if they keep six receivers – JJ is one of the top six. Now, if they keep five receivers and they go four tight ends, um, then JJ doesn't make it because I think Greg Ward makes it. I just think it's, I think it can be, you know, we can get away a little bit from like the week one roster is different than the cut down day roster. You know what I mean? Like, I think they could, I think they could go enter cut day with four receivers and three tight ends or something like that. And then they do some shuffling. Sure, they could. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure they could. You know, like I like I like Greg, Greg Ward too, and he's like a I he's one of my favorite, like press conference wise, he's great. Um, but like, what's the upside there? And what's the upside with JJ? Like, I don't. You, you could tell me that like John Hightower has more upside than him. Well, yeah, I mean you, this you is could, this is but... the last receiver on the roster, so you're probably not going to have a guy with like Stefan Diggs. Uh, Upside there. So it depends what you want. Do you want a guy who can contribute on special teams or do you want that guy who, if, if somebody gets injured, uh, can come in and be a starting caliber player? I mean, that guy might not even exist. So uh, I'm sure we will have uh, plenty of time for those, uh, those roster conversations. I thought the, uh, you know, the red zone drill with the Patriots offense against the Eagles defense was very strange. I mean, Cam Newton, I've never seen a quarterback check it down. Never in my life. From the 10-yard so, line. So what you're talking about is is not when the full team was there, but when they were on the middle field? Well, Correct. what's interesting is okay. that there was a, it, it was weird because this was the first period. There was a second period where the Eagles offense was doing full team red zone against the Patriots defense, but the Patriots offense was doing seven on seven against the Eagles defense. And I didn't know how to read that. Like, it could have been that they just thought this was going to give them a better opportunity to evaluate the quarterbacks because their offensive line, their like their second team offensive line, uh, is just getting destroyed by the Eagles' second team defensive line, and they they can't evaluate the quarterbacks well enough. And 
that was sort of backed up by the fact that at the end of practice, Mac Jones was working with the starting offensive line. Like they, they kept the starting offensive line out for both periods with Cam Newton and with Mac Jones. So uh, I think that is what was going on. And to, to Shields point, like never in my life have I seen a quarterback uh, like check down so much in seven on sevens. Well, so the fascinating thing, and I, I don't, I don't mean to cut you guys off, uh, but you know, when I asked the better to be cut off and cut on at practice about what was going on in that middle field. Cause I was watching the Eagles offense versus Patriots defense. Uh, and like an Eagles reporter kind of like I was hearing that same type of sentiment regarding Cam Newton. And then I read the, the Patriots coverage from this practice. And it was saying how this was like Cam Newton's best practice in over a week and how yeah, good it was Cam bizarre looked. to me. And so, so I mean, perhaps it was, it's something like within the Patriots offense, this is what they, this is what they want him to do. I don't know, but from the Patriots interpretation of today was that Cam Newton looked great. The Patriots writers or the Patriots themselves? The Patriots writers. Yeah, I think that's I don't the problem. Know. I, uh, Belichick didn't call me up, so I, I don't know what Belichick No, my, my He was too busy talking to uh, Mike Lombardi throughout practice. Which, he, which yeah, he, he was an uh, athletic uh, contributor. Mike right. Lombardi was there, and, and they were chatting for uh, most of practice. So, you know, like I said yesterday, I don't know the bel- how be- engaged Belichick is in some of these uh, in some of these events right now. He didn't uh, seem overly involved, but uh, I don't know. I've never seen a, a drill like that where you're at the 10-yard line and you're, you're checking it down to, like, the 5 or the 7, and those are considered And have you guys plays. talked about the Kayvon Wallace thing? Well, that's that's what I was just going to get to, and okay. then, so Kayvon Wallace from the sideline uh, seems like he has a great personality. Uh, I think he called him the Checkdown King, right? Was that it, Bo? Checkdown King, that's right. Checkdown King. He yelled at him, and Cam heard it and looked over and uh, smiled, and then they went uh, and then they went back and forth. So that that was kind of a uh, a fun little, I guess, subplot. It didn't really get chippy. I mean, were there was there anything even close to a fight today? I don't think so. Not no. today. That's because. But Derek the, the so up. the response the response oh. from Cam Newton was if you guys if you guys play man then maybe I will. Ooh, oh, okay. See, I missed that part. All yeah. right. And well, a quick fair. note to the a quick note to the to the commenters. So swooper storecasting, you have to frame it as like uh, John Hightower will have a hundred yards receiving this year, not uh, over under or uh, this or that. It's it's a definitive statement, and then we bid on that definitive statement coming true. That makes me feel good that everybody was in the same boat as me having. <laughs> I was no actually idea what just writing out the description in the chat. A lot of comments so. tonight, like I, I do not remember all these games. We need like a glossary. Some. So. Thank you. Yes. Sounds like Shields' Absolutely. next assignment. I don't think so. Or mine. Okay. I'll put something together. No, do no, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you work way too hard to, to work. So I, I thought that uh, you know, T.J. Edwards had an interception. I had a T.J. Edwards thought here. I he like T.J. Edwards. He had an interception of Mac Jones mm-hmm. in the end zone. And I was wondering, you know, we talk about him as a two down uh, sort of base defense guy. If this is like a very zone heavy scheme, I wonder if he could be a little bit better uh, in coverage, you know, where he's just kind of sitting in the middle of the field, eyes on the quarterback. He does this every his now and then. Things are his plus. I mean, every practice I go to, well, so does he has Singleton. an interception. Well, so Singleton he has uh, looked good too. Yeah. So if, if you remember TJ Edwards at, at Wisconsin was like he, he had like a seven interception, interception season or something yeah. like that. Oh. Yeah. So this has always been that. part of his skill set, but the knock on him is that he can't run, right? And so when you're talking about uh, cover, you know, even if you're in zone, you need someone who can who who can you know chase. And so, uh, 
I agree with you in terms of instincts. He he's he's been good since he got here. It's just I have never seen if they sorry, want speed, and when they went with Davion Taylor, it seemed that's what they wanted to do. But in the red zone, he's perfect. Well, right? both yeah, both sure. Edwards and Singleton, uh, they struggle in man to man. Right, that's that's where the their uh, weaknesses show up. But in zone, I mean, I can't remember seeing like linebackers make this many plays on the ball in seven on sevens as I have over the course of camp from from just those two guys. Like they get their hands on a lot of balls. Now maybe that's you got to say that that's probably bad for the quarterbacks too. But uh, like usually the linebackers are not making a lot of plays in seven on seven. Yeah, Cam Newton is sort of playing like he played during games last year in some of these drills where he holds onto the ball for a while and then he just kind of chucks it in the middle of the field and a defender uh, gets their hand on it or intercepts it like it looks like some of his game action. But yes, he is finding a lot. He has found a lot of Eagles linebackers, I would say. Uh, although although the uh, TJ yeah, Patrick Johnson had, a, had a yes. batted away one today. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. What do you what do you what do you think of Mac Jones, Shield? I think he'll I don't have like a strong feeling. I'm I'm generally uh dubious of the quarterback with such limited mobility, specifically in this scheme where your wide receivers and your weapons are not great. And uh, you know, Josh McDaniels, when he has not had Tom Brady as his quarterback, I believe has produced an above average offense once in like uh five seasons six seasons, something like that. So I think he's okay. I mean, you see the accuracy. You, you you know, he does make some really nice pinpoint throws. He's also willing to throw it downfield, which At I times. like. He is, but I, I thought, I mean, I thought he, he just chucks it up into traffic. Like you don't have, you know, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith against, uh, you know, players who, who they are clearly better than now that you're in the NFL. So I don't know that uh, he's going to be able to do that, but why you're, you're smitten with Mac Jones. Now? I wouldn't say that I'm smitten, but I, I entered practice yesterday with a pretty low opinion and started practice with a pretty low opinion. And then he, uh, he, he, I thought he had a pretty good 11 on 11 session. He ended it with that nice touchdown pass over Michael Jaquette. And then I did something extremely off brand last night. And uh, you know, I was, I was flipping through TV and the Patriots uh, Washington football team preseason opener was on NFL Network, and I sat there and watched it for a bit. I don't so know what I, I. So did I. I. Did you? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I don't necessarily. I mean, I do regret it. It was a waste of time. But I thought that Mac Jones did look pretty good, and there were a couple of throws like downfield where he missed the guy, but it looked like the right read to me, and maybe like the you know number eighty or whoever he is stinks. Um, and then he the was one down the left sideline. Yes, nice. yes, yes. It was you know it was an incompletion. Um, and then he, I thought he was, I thought he was good today. Like, I don't, I don't wow. see any, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't start week one for them. Well, not- I, I, I disagree with that because, okay. because see the thing that I saw today, that it was my concern for the Patriots. This is way too much Patriots talk, but, uh, their run game was outstanding last year mm. and Cam Newton had like career highs in a number of categories. Like Cam Newton was an outstanding runner last year and so if he's part of your run game and you think your defense is going to be pretty good which i don't know if they do think that or don't think that uh then i could see the case for saying let's just go with cam we're not going to be chucking it downfield we don't need a prolific passing offense uh we can run the ball a lot with him uh cam newton's great in the red zone uh, as a runner and we can win that way now 
if Mac Jones is in there, like he's got to have a significant, you've got to feel significantly better about him as a passer than Cam Newton, because I think their run game is going to take a huge step back if Mac Jones is in there, because he's not going to be involved with it at all. So it's all of a sudden mediocre to below average. Now, maybe that'll be the case. They'll say Mac Jones is a much better passer, and that's all we need to see, and he's our future. Go with him. But if you're talking about just winning this year, I actually think it might be a little but bit then the, more. But then the question is, what's the upside with that? Cam, like, haven't, like, how much better can they be with Cam Newton as the quarterback? Isn't the upside, like, higher if you play Mac Jones, you, you, you go through some of the growing pains, and then theoretically, uh, there's, a, there's a higher ceiling? Yeah, I, I think if you're worried, if you want to look ahead to the future, and then then you would just play Mac Jones. I mean, it would be pretty easy yeah. I don't, unless you're worried about him developing bad habits. You know, they were like the 23rd ranked offense last year. Uh, Cam Newton did have COVID in the middle of the season. They had the worst group of pass catchers uh, in the entire NFL. So you could talk yourself into them at least getting to like 16 or something with uh, Cam Newton. But he does not look like he looks like the same passer in this offense during these two days of practice that he did last year, which is someone who kind of hold is holding on to the ball, unsure of where to go with it and, and some questionable decision-making. I can no make, more Pat's talk. I, I can comments. make the solemn promise now that no matter how good <clears throat> Zach Wilson looks next week, I will not, I will not be gassing him up in any way. Well, let's, you might have a Mac Jones jersey on by week three now. No, nah, let's not go too far. We're not going to let you forget still, about this. I think I, sure. I still like Jalen hurts more. So that's let's, okay. let's put it there. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I had, that reminds me. I have some, I have some Moa culpas. I feel like we have, we, I have been like writing this down before every episode and have not done it. Uh, a very belated congratulations to Defop kill a cow on his engagement. Mm, and, absolutely. uh, relatedly, uh, uh, congratulations on a pair of Defop uh, new arrivals to the Beckers and to Diana Rossini, who we, who we were, <laughs> calling out for not tweeting out the Marissa story and she has a baby the next day, which is like a pretty good excuse. <laughs> I'd say and so. the And the yeah, father there, who, Diana, yeah. whose name we need to uh, get because that's the loyal Birds with Friends listener right there. So congratulations to the whole family. Yes, go. she's going to be the best mom. Such a fun, fun mom, for sure. I don't Absolutely. know, Marissa, one day, he, he, I, I think you'll take that mantle. So uh, well, I I'm mean, hoping, shots fired I'm, at your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was being caught. I mean, okay. I was being caught. And our lives too. Well. I was yeah, being coming from him. I was being complimentary of Marissa. But yeah, I, 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 I can hear my I, wife upstairs yeah. steaming. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm married the best mother. I will. I will say that on air, on the record. <laughs> you, Tony, let's not even get into the underwear discussion. All right. Why well, don't we take a little break and uh, and hear from our sponsors? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
All right, welcome back to Birds with Friends. We are going to get to uh, sliding Baltimore's on the Josh McDaniels hypothetical in a minute, and then super sorecasting a long show tonight. I apologize to uh, the three of our other people on the show. That's my fault. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, let's hear from uh, let's hear from John Mara today. Taunting emphasis. What were the conversations about that among you guys? Yeah, I mean that's something we discuss every year in the competition committee. We we get kind of sick and tired of the of the taunting that does go on from time to time on the field. We've tried to balance um, the sportsmanship with allowing the players to have fun, and there's always a fine line there. But none of us like to see that, and uh, it's just a question of whether you can have rules that can be enforced and without taking the fun out of the game, too. But nobody wants to see a, a player taunting another player. I know I certainly don't, and I think the rest of the members of the competition committee feel the same way, too. Classy, Zach? Well, John is, yeah. John, I mean, John, I can tell you, John, like, he he cares about football and the product quite a bit. So he is a, he is a, a good man, Classy. Oh, I say, I say, I say, I say, we cannot allow the players who we do not guarantee contracts to <laughs> and they play our blood sport and we shorten their lifespans by playing this game, but they cannot enjoy the game. If they taunt, they must I'm not be defending what he said. I, I have no issue with the taunting. I'm just saying, like, I don't think John Mara is like a bad person is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think the odds are that he probably is, but I mean, most, I mean, most of us are. But I mean, I mean, I mean, come, can we can we let the guys play, please? And also, like, well, think about it that. from a concussion uncle standpoint. Like Chuck Bednarik, like the most famous thing of his entire life is taunting, and like we we still got to tell guys they're not allowed, and like that penalty from the preseason that I saw that was viral over the weekend. Like, like the guy runs through eight people or whatever. He's moving the pile, and then he like looks back, and that's a penalty. What are we doing? Ridiculous. I agree. I agree. It's a it's a ridiculous rule. I agree with you there. And uh, yeah, I, I I think there's there's things that okay, the NFL okay. should worry about more than just that. just got to do it. All right. I would go the other way and award <laughs> yards for a good taunt. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was it? The um. I mean, nobody likes Antoine that. Winfield Actually, Jr. everybody <laughs> likes that. It makes for a much more entertaining product. The players don't mind uh, mind it. They're big boys. They can handle each, you know, handle it. They've been playing their entire lives. Like, who are you making this rule for? Like, we're having them, like, you know, of Urban all Myers the issues having guys you have, do I mean, really, of Oklahoma all the issues drills. you have in your league, and this is, like, what you're spending time on, what are you doing? Well, yeah, that I agree with. I think there's no, there's uh, yeah, we, this has been a focus. We really want nobody enjoys taunting. Give me a break. Yeah. Did something happen? Go like, cut I don't Josh even know Brown what the again. impetus is of the uh, anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, speaking, I don't know if this is speaking of taunting, but uh, Jalen Mills, you know, we forgot to yesterday mention the one minor scuffle that there was mm. with Jalen Mills and Jordan Mailata, where, where Jordan Mailata thought that Jalen Mills, uh, I think, jumped off sides. And so he tapped his helmet, which he's been telling us he that's what he was taught to do for like three booga, years. Booga, booga, booga. Uh, Jalen Mills uh, did not take offense to that and sort of shoved him in the back. And uh, Mailata, you know. Rager got in the fray. Rager was chirping a little bit. But that was really the only uh, real thing we saw. But I did see Jalen Mills. You know, he does, I feel like, add a little juice, a little fun to that Patriots team. Like, I saw that he had an individualized uh, handshake routine with all the rest of the defensive starters. But, like, 
I don't think any of the other defensive starters had that with each other. <laughs> so it was like, it was kind of like a line to do their handshake with Jalen Mills. And then they go about their, uh, go about their business. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. So Jalen Mills, funny. you know, uh, I was watching his press conference yesterday when he was asked about the green hair and he said, you know, Superman, when Superman flies around the world, he doesn't change the color of his cape or anything. And it, it reminds me of, uh, Someone once asked Malcolm Jenkins, like, um, you know, about Jalen Mills' confidence and or like if he's going to lose his 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 confidence, something like that. And Malcolm Jenkins was like, have you met Jalen? <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, and I, I think I've told the story on the podcast before. I once asked Jalen Mills, like, if he remembers any time in his life when he wasn't confident and he like he thought about it. And he said he remembered a time in the fourth grade, okay, the fourth like the fourth grade where he didn't have the the pair of shoes that the other people in his in his classes were, and he felt in his class did, and he felt insecure about it. Um, but it's it's like he could pinpoint the exact the, the last time in his life when he didn't have like that. I I envy like that type of swagger, you know. I think you've got that swagger. You're a confident guy, I would say. Uh, not at the Jalen Mills <laughs> level, but uh, I appreciate you saying that. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about like the theoretical uh, situation, the alternate universe in which uh, in which Josh McDaniels was the Eagles' quarterback. And you know, from from all we know, quarterback, huh? Coach. He was he was the yeah, sorry the Eagles' uh, head coach. I think they'd be pretty bad if he was the quarterback. From all we know, he was he was choice number two uh, behind Nick Sirianni, at least. That's what we think. Um, so it's a very realistic possibility. And there was a moment today after practice, I don't know if you guys saw this, where Josh McDaniels and uh, and Dom DeSandro, the Eagles uh, vice president of security, were were yapping it up like they're they're good buddies. Um, so certainly there is there's some familiarity there. We know that that Jeffrey Lurie knows him. He he had like name dropped him by first name at a, at a point uh, earlier last season. So I don't know what what do you think would be different. What do, you, what do you think would be different about the way we cover the team, the the roster, the way we look at this season ahead? Anybody want to start? Yeah, I mean, I, to me, to me, the the big difference would be I think we would be talking about uh, the the power dynamics of the organization much more. You know, is is the organization big enough to handle a Howie Roseman, Josh McDaniels? Uh, partnership, you know, is that going to last? Is there going to be a power struggle? Can it work together? Uh, who will, uh, you know, will one of them outlast the other one? Because Josh McDaniels, uh, everything we know about him, very strong personality. Uh, I think certainly he would want to be going into a situation where he had quite a bit of control. And so uh, I think kind of the politics in the building would be at the forefront of sort of how you view uh, this team overall would, would be my big picture takeaway. So I, I don't know how to, how Josh McDaniels uh, is as a head coach. I, I read a lot of stories from his time in Denver back when Bo broke the story about him interviewing with the Eagles. Uh, but I, I don't know how he Shout functioned as a, as a coach a decade later. Uh, that said, I'd be fascinated by the composition of his coaching staff. And what I mean by that is, is you know, if Jeff Stoutland would be here. Because that's, you know, he's he's someone who in theory would be bringing like a strong established or I shouldn't say strong established staff, like maybe an established staff or his guys. And there was during that time when the McDaniels 
thing had steam, that's when this this the Stoutland thing was out there about him returning to Alabama. That's and true. If if uh if Stoutland's not here, what does that offensive line look like? So um I'm I'm I, I I'd be real curious about the composition of his coaching staff and who would be here that's different and who wouldn't be here. And that said, there was, you know, the idea was that he was probably going to hire Jonathan Gannon, right? So maybe the defense mm-hmm. would look basically the exact same, but I think that's a good point by you to connect the uh, the Stoutland rumors to uh, the McDaniels rumors. I think in like a, uh, like how would the last several months have played out standpoint, I think there is a much better chance that the Eagles would have drafted a quarterback mm-hmm. if Josh McDaniels was the head coach, because I think they would yeah, have they. they would have thought about him as a quarterback developer um, and trusted his eyes more on the quarterback. I mean, he obviously liked Mac Jones enough to, to draft Mac Jones at 15. That's a little different. But I think if you're sitting at six and Josh McDaniels likes Justin Fields or, or Mac Jones, I think you're probably more willing to pull the trigger with a guy who theoretically you're hiring because you think he's more proven and more uh more of a of a quarterback guy than with Sirianni where you're thinking okay you know as as Lurie said we, we're excited about the coach you can become like you you want to sort of start start soft whereas I don't think that would have been the expectation with 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 McDaniels I don't think you hire McDaniels and and uh send the same message that like we're pointing all all uh all eyes towards 2022. I think that, yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah, he would have had more say. You're bringing him in for a specific uh, reason, or or they would look at it that way, that we have this great offensive mind, and if he really pounds the table for one of these quarterbacks, should we go ahead and, and draft that guy? I could see that. Now, I was watching Nick Sirianni today thinking, you know, in the spring, he's getting crushed, right, for his introductory press conferences and even uh, some of the later ones. And I thought he's he's like completely eased into it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I thought he was he's perfectly fine. He sounds like a lot of head coaches. If if anything, uh, you know, I thought he sounded a little bit like when I was in Indy sitting in on the Frank Reich press conference, and it's like just a guy who's listening to your questions, trying to genuinely answer them. Bo, you asked him the same question you asked Shane Steichen, and he right. gave a fancy, gave gave a fantastic a answer. answer. Yes. Yeah, he answered it honestly. He explained it. Uh, if, if he, you know, he, he it's says a good lesson stuff. for me to learn. Just don't ask Steichen anything that matters. He he has the old PR move of, I hope that answered your question, you know, which good one, like, yeah. always makes the reporter feel good. He's calling people by their names. He seems totally comfortable uh, up there. He, he's not um, stammering or anything like that. So it's just like, like he looked at home. Like, I, you know, I, I would, uh, and I, and I feel like these press conferences obviously aren't going to get the national coverage that the right. first ones did. And so I feel like there's this perception that he came across as, you know, whatever you want to call it uh, initially. And he was getting mocked uh, nationally, which I, I thought was just, you know, ridiculous to kind of judge a guy by his press conferences off the bat. And they did and him no favors in the way that did. it was set up. Like, I think the fact, I mean, not that they could have done an in-person thing then. Yeah. Um, but like now the fact that he can see the people and, and like, uh, interact that way, I think, does make a difference. Yeah, yeah I thought so, it came so, up. I was just gonna say, people who 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 know him, like they said that the thing that like the thing you will see is like how how likable he is, like as a person. Um, and I don't know if if uh, I don't know how he's gonna be as a coach. But to Bo's point, like when you're around him, 
you can see like the the um the charm for lack of a better term like he he does have like a personality he's 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 not the type of guy who's who's like trying to create barriers like he is trying to form connection if you will well i think that's probably the biggest difference between the two coaching decisions they made i mean with mcdaniels there was potential for a complete blow up Yes. In the building. I mean, really just the yeah. likes of which we've, you know, probably haven't yeah. seen since the Chip Kelly era. And I don't think that's, I don't think there's going to be anything close to that with Sirianni. Now we'll see. It depends how long he's here and we can't predict the future, but I think if nothing else, he seems like you said, just a kind of normal, uh, likable guy who I think the players will, you know, I don't think he's going to feud with players yeah. or anything like that. I don't think he's going to feud with people in the building. So I think it elevates the floor of his uh, coaching tenure a little bit, you know, because I think the worst case scenario is like a Matt Patricia situation where you can't coach, your coaching sucks, you lose a lot of games, and everyone dislikes you. Uh, that is the that is the scenario you really want to avoid, in my in my opinion. So, listen, his coaching could be bad. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it, it seems like he, they certainly seem like competent. Like nothing sticks out where you watch it and say this guy doesn't know what he's doing. We don't know if he's going to be good. Is he going to be mediocre? But I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy who just uh, everything blows up on. I think that's well said. Do you think do you think you would uh, have a higher win total expectation for the 2021 Eagles if McDaniels was the head coach? What's their roster? Like, I, I, I can't. It's the yeah, same I know. Roster. It's an interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, so I would not. That is the that is the one hire I would have just come out. And, you know, we say you can't judge. Uh, you know, you can't judge these hires. I think I probably would have come out on that one and crushed it uh, pretty hard, you know, because his his previous tenor and, and people change. So maybe this is wrong. But his previous tenor as a head coach was pretty much what I was talking about with Matt Patricia. I mean, if you read the stories yeah. uh, with the Broncos, it, it was just, you know, like this is not the guy you would want as sort of the leader of your franchise. This is not someone you would want to work with, um, be in the building with. And so I think that would have been a very tricky dynamic. And I would have been pretty stunned uh, if he were the kind of guy who comes in and, uh, and and really works out. But again, I could be wrong. Maybe he's changed. Maybe he learned lessons. And whenever he gets his next chance, he'll be good. But I, I think I would have been pretty, I would have come at that one pretty hard uh, for better or worse. All right, we've got uh, one more ad break, and then we will get to uh, Swooper Storecasting. So uh, enjoy. Hey, Zach, Sheil, and Marissa. Not High Artifact. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Join this pod. Fantastic. Sheil, are we still Let's, fi still let's finish it? up. Yeah, let's finish up. Okay. Uh, all right, well, we're going to do a little Swooper Storecasting. So uh, for those of you who are new to the show or have forgotten uh, the rules, which is probably everybody, uh, there will be... Uh, 12 different uh, suggestions or prompts or predictions for the 2021 season. And Zach, Sheila, and I each have 24 turkeys with which to bid. Um, and we don't know what all the things are, so we're going to see how it plays out. And turkeys that are not used tonight will carry over to okay. next week, okay. and then there are uh, there will be one more week after that. So I think this is a good way to put a little snapshot into the way we think about this team in this moment in training camp. Like, are we overvaluing, you know, what we've seen from Quez Watkins so far, or, or are we silly to think that there's a chance that Zach Ertz could even play a game for the Seagulls team this season? So uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we get to it? Do you guys have any more questions on the rules? So there's three weeks of this, right? There's so three carry. weeks of this. So you can okay. carry your turkeys. Uh, we know you love to hoard those bad boys. 
and 24 each, which means that the, the equilibrium bid, I believe, is six. Is that so fair? if I just signed off now, I would get to keep all my 24 turkeys for next week? That is correct. Okay, just asking. Okay. <laughs> So wait, <laughs> I actually have a question. Yes. We're not doing these during the season. No, we are. We're okay. resetting. It resets. We're resetting. Yes, the turkeys okay. reset in week one because in, in during the regular season, Super Sorecasting is a, a week-by-week game in which you're predicting something that happens that weekend. Yeah, right, we'll, but, see, we'll see if we do them in the regular season. Okay, but these these will not. And just count to open until up the, the curtain year. a little bit, a little bit wider. At like eleven thirty last night, I'm going to bed in bed. Like, how ah, can we add a little juice to the show tonight? And I text Sheila and Zach like this long text message. Maybe we bring back Swooper Sorecasting. Wow, I don't know. I guess it wasn't that long. I was trying to not make it long, and uh, yeah, I landed landed with a thud. I would say <laughs> it's not true. I texted you this morning. Right back. No problem. Sounds good to me. Zach was actually the first to submit his. I will give him that. So I, had no I didn't, I didn't even know we were playing it. I was not included on this text message. So mm. yeah. Zach sending him was like the first clue that we were playing. So. <laughs> I think I had tweeted about it, but oh. I didn't I did not let you know. I didn't see your tweet. <laughs> yeah, no, I sent uh, you a have text me blocked that, that uh, <laughs> I sent yeah. a text at 6.40 this morning with like, absolutely no why interest in do, Why do we need to do this, basically? Yeah. 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 And I sent a text at what time saying uh, 6.22. I said, no problem on my end. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah, don't that's, say a, like bit, that's about that's about the rudest thing that you can say at 6.20. Knowing, knowing how, like, gung-ho and ready for the day you are at that part of the day and how generally nice you are, for you to say no problem on my end, is like that's, you know you, you might as well I would have, agree with that. That's like an editor, on me. That's like an editor just asked you to file some like annoying thing that you don't want to do, and you're like, all right, whatever. It's easier to. No, so I'm, I'm very self conscious. I'm very self conscious about my morning text because then my wife, uh, she told me I can't send texts to people before six a.m. Um, <laughs> so like uh, you know, I'm in bed sometimes at like five twenty, and like I want to like you know you got the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> text to someone so yeah she's like you can't send text that early hey jeffrey it's me zaka <laughs> uh, i would imagine in some more like you know some marriages that would have issues it was like it would be like don't text people after midnight or something <laughs> but for zach's it's don't text people before six a.m. yeah she says it's it's it's, it's rude if people are, you know they they get the chime on their phone and it's like it's yeah, yeah that's no, on them i my phone's off when i go to sleep so Fully off? Yeah. Uh, no, on that is silent. Silent. silent okay. Yeah. So I'll see it when I wake up. Yeah, that's fine. Off. I thought I just that would have been crazy. I mean, I'm not I've never seen anything maniac. like that. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. All right, Marissa, yeah. are you ready to uh, open I'm up ready. the bidding? So the winner of this will be crowned at the end of the season. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. And we'll obviously be counting on Dennis to. Uh, to, to hold us all accountable here. Wait a minute. Sorry, now I'm confused. So these are these turkeys are going to carry over into the regular season? No, no, they're not no. going to carry over, but they'll be awarded at the end of the season. Like we're not going to find out if these things happen until oh, the end okay. of. Oh, some so of them will, could. They could happen be along a the way. Preseason winner. There will be a preseason correct. winner. Yeah. And just to just to, for scoring purposes, a correct prediction oh only counts as one point. It's not like you don't get however many turkeys you bid. You get one point for it being correct. Let's please get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no problem on my end. 
right. All right. Let's kick things off with Alex Singleton leads the team in tackles. Mm. Which he did last year. Six. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, wait. So this is the pre. Wait. So, but leads the team in in, reg- in this During regular, the regular season. season oh, Alex yeah. Singleton leads the team in tackles. Oh yeah, six, seven, eight. Do I hear eight. Ooh. Ooh. I'll go nine. Wow. Ten. Ooh. I don't know what kind of juice, what what kind of stuff you guys have on the other ones. This was my submission. I will say. I'll go eleven. Wow. Okay. Zach? I'm not That's go way too late. Eleven. Am I crazy? All right. Wow. So All right. Go for eleven. I think if Alex Singleton stays healthy, he will lead the team in tackles, no doubt. He could lead the NFL in tackles. He could. I mean, he, he could, could have. He could have hundred. He has been like just a, a hellacious menace. Over the well, past this week, he's all over the camp place. thing. I mean, last year, yeah, how many tackles right. did he have in the limited amount of time? Yeah. Right. I remember like, hitting you guys with the stat. Later he led the, the yeah, he led the team in tackles last year. Played like or started with ten games or whatever it was. It's like 45, 46 percent of your turkeys on Alex Singleton's tackles. You see me yeah, but I, I saw him just, all I say is he's and then scold him. Now he's <laughs> down eleven turkeys. That's how you do it. <laughs> I feel right. good about that. We got eleven more to go. Okay. <laughs> and we're an hour and 14 minutes in (laughs) all right zach Ertz starts at least one game for the eagles two three do i hear four four five going once going twice six (laughs) seven (laughs) Eight. Really? eight, yeah, eight. Wow, the the going once, going twice, uh, nine, nine. <laughs> wow, I mean, I think it's a, I mean, it's it, I, we can unpack it after the points, bidding. Like, do I hear <laughs> 10? Going once, going twice, sold to Zach for nine. Okay. I, I mean, think that's a good. I, I think that's a good bid for you, Zach. Like if he's on the roster week one, did you see the Jamie Apodi tweet? Yes. yes. Yeah. Was that? You think real? that was a direct quote or was? Yeah. I have I, no idea. No, it seemed I, like it was. I thought it was. I thought she was. I thought it was serious. Did you? Yeah, I perceived it as serious as well. All right, you can go ahead, Marissa. I'll pull this up and read it, but you can go with the next. Well, one. here's the thing okay. about Earths. We there are really two. There are there. Are, no, I think we could talk about it for a second. There are two things at play, right? One is that if they really don't want him on the team and he doesn't want to be here, it's a it's a little crazy that he's been playing so much and he played yes. in in the preseason. Like they are risking being on the hook for all his money if he gets injured, and he's risking getting hurt and not getting to go somewhere else. Like that's crazy. And and as Zach said, we're two weeks away. He's been a part of the offense. It seems like he's going to be here. The flip side to that is if he really wanted to be here, we would have spoken to him at some point. Like he has he has not given a press conference, and that would not be the case if he was like happy to be here. I, all I, think, I don't think he wants to be here, but it's like you know, I look at the opportunity cost, right? Think of the amount of of snaps they are investing. <laughs> 
is Zach Ertz being a part of their first team offense? Like if he's, if they don't have plans for him to be here right now, then they've burned three weeks of training camp with this guy taking all, all, all these snaps with the ones. Yeah, that's okay. That's Who's fine. Gonna get I those mean, it anyway? sounds like you're, you're keeping Goddard's legs fresh. It's I, fine. I, I mean, think you, I, I, I think it'll be a cut down weekend trade. That you think so? I think I, I I'm still like, I still think that's gonna happen. But would you have gone? Uh, I, I think nine's a, that's a good like. I basically spent like bet. what 30, 37, 38 percent of my turkeys on is him making the roster like now that. The very that the the best. The best uh, solu- uh, situation here is if Ertz stays on the team, but Dallas Goddard starts all 16 Start games, all- Ertz <laughs> is coming <laughs> off the bench. Yes. That's that definitely be- the best outcome. Yeah. yeah. So so this is the tweet, and we are definitely not going to spend this much time on every one of these. <laughs> but uh, this is from Jamie Apodi. So she has a picture of Zach from, uh, from ABC. Uh, she has a picture of Zach Ertz talking to Bill Belichick and says – Zach Ertz warmly introducing coach Bill Belichick to his wife, Julie Ertz coach to Ertz. I'm still going to get you someday. That's in quotes. Ertz with a smile. Belichick responds, quote, but Howie wants two first round picks and two of my grandchildren, end quote. Like that would be a weird thing to just like be joking yeah. about, right? You think Belichick knows the names of his grandchildren? Of course he does. Come yeah, on. I think that's, he does. Yeah. But that's still hilarious. my favorite. That's my hilarious. Favorite. That's like underplayed. If this was an actual thing, that was isn't happening. that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess we All should. Right. I guess we should have done our own digging on that. <laughs> my favorite Belichick thing is from the uh, the two Bills documentary, the Thirty for Thirty. That was uh, awesome. When when it's like the end of the day with him and Parcells, like they're walking around, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, like uh, didn't you have like heart surgery? How you doing?" Like. <laughs> Like only at the very end of the day does it occur to him to ask about Bill Parcell's health. That's coaching life. That's not important. Practice schedule is important. All right, Marissa. All right. Next pod, by the way, next pod. Um, oh my gosh. On that topic, uh, we're not going to do it tonight, but uh, some some gems on coaching from Flying Coach this season, uh, the podcast, the, the Sean McVay, Peter Schrager podcast, some gems in there that we can get to next podcast. Okay, you, we'll host, hold you, to that. you you host the show then and yeah. we can okay. do a segment on that. Next yeah, the next no, podcast really. is the post game. We got pod. like three weeks between, <laughs> yeah. We got like three okay. weeks or whatever before uh Saturday's pod, maybe. All right. Okay. <laughs> Josh Sweat will have double digit sex. Mm, clearly a Zach submission. It's not actually. Yeah. Mm. Uh Shield. by the way, I said we're not gonna spend a lot of time on all these, but I do have to call <laughs> Bo out. Because Bo, on the pod that I wasn't on, that I was listening on my road trip, uh, so we had the podcast where we each made some type of prediction or something. And I believe I'm the one who said, you know, national media is going to come in and say that uh, Josh. And then, but your phrasing in the pod was, we all said. Uh, So when when I get something wrong, it's Sheil. And when I get something right, it's we all said. Okay. But I said I thought that I said that it was your second best prediction to the Super Bowl thing. Well, you still don't get to take credit for it. I okay. don't know, but I think I I think I then circled back and gave you the credit <laughs> that you deserve. All right. I don't know. If, yeah, I was driving somewhere in uh I don't know. 
Ohio. I was trying to. The story oh yeah, you never you never gave your uh, your story on the drive from uh, Penn from uh, State College to Buffalo. <laughs> there wasn't a great story there. Okay, it's a scary drive. There are a lot of people who still love Donald Trump. I learned during that drive <laughs> uh, that was the only place I drove where I couldn't believe that there were still these remnants up. But uh, so I made that drive straight and did not exit my vehicle. <laughs> did you go through Allegheny Forest? Uh, that sounds familiar. I believe I saw signs for that. All right. Next pod, I'll talk about my Allegheny Forest okay. experience. We'll okay. save that. All Four right. turkeys. Josh Sweat, double digit tax. Four turkeys. So I hear five. I, I already spent a lot of turkeys on the yurts thing. So <laughs> going once? Yeah, I'll let you have that for four. All right. Oh, you know how hard it is that. to get double digit sacks and Brandon Graham. Yeah, how hard it is to win a super sarcastic. What a good, I mean, that, that's <laughs> going to be easy for me. I'm going to get the last 10 for one each. All right. All right. Zach, how could you let me get left? your boy? The birds, nine, will get, left. the birds will get the Colts first round pick next season. Ooh, good one. So 75% or 70% in the playoffs. One turkey, two turkeys. Three. Four. Five. Going once. Going twice. Sold to Zach for five. Okay. Lots of All right. quiet. That was a quiet one. Zach, right. Zach <laughs> has asleep. How are Zach you has not? ten turkeys left. I have nine turkeys left. Shield has twenty-four turkeys left, oh. and there are eight submissions left to go. Have a okay. and wipe my brow with it, if I may. Okay. Running backs and tight ends finish with more receptions than wide receivers. Mm, this is Zach's because it was in his practice report today. Yes, Greg. Thank you for reading. I appreciate that. <laughs> you can all check that out on the Athletic right now. That, that's so this is total? this is combined running combined. backs and tight ends combined. Finish with more receptions than wide receivers. Correct. Two turkeys. Three. Four. Um, <laughs> I forgot that this is the best part of the show. <laughs> the best part of the entire show. I shouldn't have gone. I should that, not have, have gone turkeys. what I did on Earth. I should not have gone. I did on her. Um, oh my gosh! Uh, five. Mm, you love this. I mean, it does make sense, especially if you, especially if you think Ertz is going to still be here. Going once, going twice, six. Ooh. I'm over my budget, so no, can't do it. Shield. No, I want no part of this. All right, sold to Bo for six. Oh, okay. Is Bo done? No, I have no. Uh, three, three turkeys left. left. Three. And Zach has how many? Ten. 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 And how many questions do we have left? Seven. Seven. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> Landon Dickerson starts more than three games this season. Huh. Three. Does three – is three a push? Does it have to be four? It says no. It says more than three. three. Yeah. So four. 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 Yeah. She'll start at three. Yeah, he did. I can't bid, unfortunately. Yeah, I figured that's why he started. Going twice. 
Um, no. Sold to mm. Shield. That's pretty good for Shield. Of course, this, the the pick that I ripped will uh, be the one I will be rooting for. <laughs> but I wasn't ripping him, so it's okay. Okay. All right. You were in a way. The Eagles finish in the top five in the NFL in fourth down attempts. Fourth down Three. Attempts. Four. Attempts. Could be trailing a lot of these games. So you're just going for it at the end. That could juice the stats. Well, I'll go five. Six. Top five. Seven. Going once, going twice. It's a good one. You can have it. I shouldn't have gone so high on Earth. So, <laughs> um, so real quick for, uh, for our 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 <laughs> listeners, because we talked about this briefly on the postgame pod, but we did not have a podcast over the weekend. Uh, Nick Sirianni said that he co- he did game management in that preseason game the way he would a regular season game, uh, which would mean that fourth and three from the twenty nine yard line when he attempted a yeah, I didn't like to hear that field goal. He said that's that's the way. Uh, yeah, he, he said he would approach it the same way. I asked him specifically if he uh, expects to be aggressive on fourth downs this year. He started his answer, and then he said, <laughs> "Actually, he said uh, I, I need to keep that, um, you know, close to the vest for strategy purposes." And uh, and so I'm I'm fascinated to see it because I think the the person that he answers to wants to see him be aggressive on fourth downs. Yes, okay. I think that's right. <laughs> All right. Thinking about this and desperately resisting there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I will regret the way I allocated my turkeys. That's why you set a budget. <laughs> Oftentimes, you know, I, 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 I measure twice and cut once. So I, I would like if I knew what else cuts was town. It's actually cuts town, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I never do that. I just say let it rip. Yeah. Jalen Hurts will rush for more than 661 yards. Three turkeys. Four. I'll do, I'll do. Did you do four, Zach? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll do five. Do I hear six? Six. Hmm. I'll do seven. Going once. Do it, Zach. Going twice. I, I, there's first off, there's two weeks after this, and there's more turkeys. Like, I'm not gonna, yeah, but you need to win outfit. something. This is a gimme. This is not a gimme. There's so many variables that could happen. First, if he stays hurt, healthy, he, he he hits this okay. so easily. Do I hear eight? Three, two, one. Sold the shield for seven. All how right. many turkey? How many turkeys do I have left? You have Sorry. seven left. I have seven. All right. I wasn't going to spend more than 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 um, six turkeys on anything right now. So, but what if it was the Eagles play a game this season? Like, well, like you anyone, you, you can't can be always... so you can't be so finite. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I don't know right. what else is coming down the pike. Okay, I have three turkeys left. Shield has seven turkeys left. Zach has ten turkeys left. Five questions to go. The Eagles will have a Four positive turnover go. ratio this year. Three. Can't bid. Good. Good jump. Four. Five. Killing once. You're letting him have it? Yeah. Okay. Sold to Zach for five. All right. Interesting. An offensive lineman. Three left. 
makes his first Pro Bowl. So that would take out Lane, Brooks, and Kelsey. The Mylata, Samalu, Dickerson, Dickerson, Opeta, Pryor. I'm just naming all the guys. (laughs) Uh, One turkey. One turkey. Uh, Two. Do I hear three? (laughs) (laughs) Going once. Going twice. Sold for two. That'll That's be a fun true. one for you, Zach. I guess it didn't say Eagles offensive lineman, Marissa. So <laughs> oh, done, does, I like that. Okay. No, I think we didn't. I think we did interpret it as Eagles. That yeah. was that was Bo's question. So I did mean Eagles. Although I think that if Dunn makes the Pro Bowl, Michael Dunn makes we're it. all going. Yeah, we'll going give to it to you wherever <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it, it's in Vegas. We're oh, all going to yeah. Vegas. Z-Burn. Let's hit the tables, my friend. I want to see this vice. I, the so one I'm vice sorry. You I have. can't double down. I have a budget set. <laughs> well, no, you always you always double down on 11. So. Or if or if it's a giveaway for Jalen Hurts rushing for 662 yards. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, two more. Better on 11. Two more. A quarterback not named Jalen Hurts or Joe Flacco starts for the Eagles. One. Turkey. Starts a game, I presume, right? Yes. yes. And I, I should specify at quarterback. Right. Uh, I'll go two on that. I'll go three. I don't know what the door by the, the unopened door behind prompt number 12 is, but I'll, I'll, I'll go for this. Wait, one. how many are there after this? There's only one wow. more after this. Wow. And how well, you can carry your turkeys, turkeys over. Does Zach have? Yes, he has three left. Okay, so, so if I you go to four, you get it. And then I would have three for the next one. Correct. Probably be smart, but th- but then what? Zach and I would tie for the next one. Or it's whoever yells it out. How do we? Whoever do that? yells it out. I also have three. Oh, okay. I don't want this one. Okay, I'm okay. out. So Zach got this one. No, I got no it for problem. I got for, it for three. Three. Okay. All right, Shield, this happened a lot last year, but this last one is yours. So you need to start remembering which ones you submitted. <laughs> so you will know. Oh, I know what's on behind door number 12. There's no chance of that ever happening. You messaged me five minutes before we started recording and said, need casting," and I just typed out the first three things that popped in my head. All right. Let's see what's behind door number 12. Jalen Rager won more receiving yards than Justin Jefferson. You have to win this. You you have to take it for oh your brand. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, how many does Zach have? Three. All right, three. Oh, Zach, what are you doing? <laughs> he doesn't want that. Doesn't yeah, but make him, make him take it at four. Put in your three. I, first off, he might have just said, you can have it if I bet three, and then I wouldn't have those turkeys next week. I was I was gonna go two, and then you know make him go up to three. But uh, you gotta play the game, Zach. What are we doing here? Why are you coaching him? He's allowed to do what he wants with this turkey. Because I thought he was gonna. I thought he went to the drawing board this offseason to uh, re, who won? You know, what, rejigger his strategy. This last year, I don't remember. I won. Why is a good strategy to to exhaust <laughs> everything that you have? That is not a good strategy. 
right? because you're it's, still gonna have a chance. It's a it's a it's it's a. Oh uh, have, you, have you ever heard of a rainy day fund? It's a renewable fund? resource. <laughs> rainy day fund. I think that's a drop. <laughs> All right. I mean, so just to recap, we each got very quickly. We each got we each got four things. Mine are Alex Singleton will lead the Eagles in tackles this season. Josh Sweat has double digit sacks. The running backs and tight ends combined for more receptions than the wide receivers and a quarterback not named Joe Flacco or Jalen Hurts starts a game. I think that means if one of those guys changes their name and starts a game, I get I get the credit. Uh, <laughs> Shields is Landon Dickerson has at least four starts. The Eagles finish top five in fourth down attempts. Jalen Hurts has more. Hold on. I need to ask a quick question for the audience while you read these out. So if I don't start hard knocks right at 10 and try to start it at 10, 15, will it be available on the app at that time? Or do I need to watch it live? I think it will be available. I think you can start it at any time after 10 o'clock on the HBO. On the, app. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Commenters. If you can confirm, you can tonight, start it. You can start it anytime after 10 from scratch. Okay. Uh, Jalen hurts rushes for over 661 yards. And Jalen Rager has more receiving yards than Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's not that bad. If Justin Jefferson get, gets hurt all of a sudden, you're not rooting for it, but you're not you're not upset about it. And you have three turkeys to carry over. Zach has uh, Zach Ertz starts at least one game. I thought I had four turkeys to carry over. I thought I had seven, and I used you do. three on you the do. last one. You do. You're right. Uh, classic. You do. See what happens when I don't pay attention? The first time you've ever paid attention. <laughs> and look what happens. I know that's you right. earned yourself a turkey. Uh, Zach has Zach Ertz makes a start. The Eagles get the Colts first round pick. Uh, the Eagles have a positive turnover ratio. That's a good one. And then an offensive lineman is an Eagles offensive lineman is named to his first Pro Bowl, and he has three turkeys to carry over. And Sheila, of course. A reminder from Wenzel to queue up City of God after you watch Hard Knocks. <laughs> I wish I could bet turkeys on that not happening. So there was a lot of those comments in there. Um, yeah, he's into that part. Yeah, I was close to um, putting that one in, but figured we'd go with we'd go all football this one. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for. This episode of Birds with Friends. I'll be changing the password too. <laughs> no, this is great. For those of you who have not been watching live or have not are not watching on YouTube, you're just listening. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good stuff going on in the scroll and the comments uh, that you can that you can watch on YouTube. And by the way, if you want to be make sure that you are alerted to a live Birds with Friends, subscribe to the Birds with Friends channel and make sure that you are also uh, liking these videos and helping us out in other ways like. Uh, leaving comments on Apple Podcasts, following Sheila on Instagram, and uh, showing up at Zach's house to ask for an <laughs> autographed copy of his book. I will show uh, up at your house. You don't have to show up at mine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, we will be, we will be back. To the Andy talk. We will be back on <laughs> Thursday night, maybe early Friday morning, with the post game pod following the Eagles' second preseason game against the New England Patriots. And uh, then we continue Cranny Camp. It keeps cranking along. So for Marissa and Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. And as always, we love you.